The Pittsburgh Steelers started their OTAs Tuesday. We'll break down what Kenny Pickett said and what other players have been saying about him that is different in year two. Also, the Steelers brought in Ed Rusher, Marcus Golden. What could be happening there? Alex Highsmith talked about his potential extension. And we have a lot more to cover in just the first day of OTAs. I got Jeff Hathorne from 93.7 The Fan. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it on YouTube. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And as I said before, we're joined by Jeff Hathorne, who's at PNC Park right now setting up for a Pirates game that he's about yep. to cover. This man has no days off. You gotta be outside. It's beautiful. Sorry about the occasional traffic outside, but hey, I mean, we, we wait for these days. We beg for these days. We finally get these days. And you know, one of these times, Chris, we're gonna go outside the studio. We're gonna have a field day and we're just gonna go outside and do it. I feel you, man. It's uh it, it is it is also a really nice day. Like it is a really nice the, the weather is awesome right now in Pittsburgh. But let's let's get to what was I think really awesome for, for people to see uh with day one of OTAs. Uh, of course, this was the day where everyone was back, not just the rookies, but we got to see Kenny Pickett. And there was, of course, that huge crowd around him. Everyone was asking about Ben Roethlisberger and the stuff that was said on the <laughs> podcast. But I think the biggest note that came from all of this. Was how uh, was was how uh, Kenny Pickett was talking about the improvements that they've made and how much further along they are, and also across the board. You talked to Pat Fryermuth, even players like Calvin Austin. We didn't even play last year. Calvin Austin was like Kenny was like, "Hey man, either you stick up, either you keep up with us, or you're going to get left behind." And it seems across the board, Kenny Pickett is stepping up as a leader in his second year and challenging his teammates to be better this season, so the offense can be better this season. Yeah, and there was no question walking in today, like who the quarterback was, none of that stuff, none of that, oh, how many snaps, who was with what. You know, it was a clear, know your role. You know, it was Kenny, you know, it was Mitch, you know, it was Mason, none of those games. And I I tell you what Kevin Dodson was saying, it's like, man, the confidence that he walks in, not cockiness, but confidence Confidence. that that he alludes. And when your quarterback is confident, when your leader is confident, you're naturally going to be more confident. And I don't think it's an act. I don't think it ever has been. I mean, Chris, we've seen it. We, we cover Pitt. I mean, we saw it with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Like, he just has this, this thing, that, that yeah. it factor that guys talk about. You know, being the son of a linebacker, I'm sure helps. But, but he is just – it's that part of it. You can see how if you're a coach you fall in love with. And he takes the first step to hopefully – seeing an offense is going to be a lot better than what we saw and be a lot more consistent than what we saw last year. One thing that uh, Kenny Pickett talked about was the comfort level. He said when he, he actually went back and not only like, you know, people talk about studying film. He said he went back and watched the OTAs of last year, not even training camp, not practice, but the original OTAs that he had. He said, quote, 
it's a different team, honestly, player-wise, but in terms of how many plays and how much we have in already, credit to the coaching staff being here, working hard, guys showing up when they don't even have to be, being here and knowing what they have to do and, and to be able to go out there, put six installs in or five installs, and wherever we are right now, where we only really need one or two, we were only able to do one or two installs at a time last year. He said just that everyone's working hard and it's it was a good day today. But I think Kenny Pickett's point is they're able to move at such a faster pace in yeah. how many plays and how many concepts and how many things. And I think this is what we're talking about and how the Steelers offense has a really good chance to be a lot different from last year's offense. Yeah, and I expect them to take some more chances downfield. I mean, the, the they, I don't think that they've like have this incredible receiving core this year, but I think Allen Robinson is intriguing. I mean, we saw Pickens make some catches that remind me of training camp last year, like mm-hmm. some of the things that he can do if he's more consistent. If Darnell's Washington's able to play, they can move Fryermuth out a little bit more. What does Calvin Austin bring? To your point earlier about Austin, I mean. And we haven't even talked about Deontay, who said today, oh, by the way, yeah, I'm going to be a pro bowler and I'm going to be top five. Um, and he didn't mean that in a cocky way, but in a like, hey, I, those are my goals. That's what I that's what I set out to do. And if, if those things happen, it starts at the quarterback position. And I really think there is a, a whole difference. And, and listen, it makes sense because you're in year two of a system where Almost everything has remained the same with the exception of a couple offensive linemen. You should see that type of advancement. Absolutely. And he talked about mastering the offense. Another quote he said, you know, mastering the offense and being the extension of the coaching staff. He wants to echo things on how how he wants it, how he likes it, and how the, and the coaches have been great helping him get there. He said the communications from players to coaches has been great. And he said that it's, it's spreading out, not just with him, but at the receivers, at the running backs, at the tight ends, at the offensive line. And he said everyone's on the same page. I, I really, again, can't express enough that when we're hearing these types of things, what the biggest thing about these OTAs isn't just how people are throwing or running at these things. It's what we're hearing back from these guys about right. what's different from before, right. especially with, with where they're at. You, the Steelers, one of the biggest things that's going to be the story point this year, it's not just Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. It's not just, you know, is T.J. Watt healthy? It's can Kenny Pickett make a legitimate second-year leap at quarterback? Because if he does, if all this all this stuff that we're seeing, that he's saying the right thing, people people are, 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 are saying the right things about him, if all of that it proves to be true – it puts the Steelers in a much different situation. They can ask more of Kenny Pickett. He can do more. I think it opens up the offense. And we're talking about, for the first time in several years, maybe a Steelers offense that puts points on the board and puts and, and backs up its defense. And if the defense lives up to its hype, this becomes a, a really competitive football team. And, you know, once it starts rolling, and if that offensive line is what they think it is, at least with the improvements they've made, It'll be amazing how many of these plays that people criticize Matt Canada for are going to work. They're going to, and they're going to say, wow, great jet sweep. I can't wait for that day. Man, great call on that jet sweep. You know, I'm telling you, it's, way, it, it is coming. In a way, we saw it with, remember at the end of the year, that Hayward inside mm-hmm. handoff, that was a big success. I, I think it was on a third down, too. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was a third down to close the game against the Raiders type of plays yeah will work when your basic offense is working and your line is moving people uh and i think 
they can really be a little, a lot more aggressive with Kenny because of the way he's stepped in uh, to this system and he's gained their trust. We, we've discussed this before. Yes. You know, Kenny had to earn that trust from his team because of what, what Mike Tomlin put him in. He earned that trust last year. And then what mm-hmm. he's done in the off season, he's gained some more muscle. He's come in with that, that swagger that you need at quarterback. Like they're feeling it. And, you're right. If, if we go off what we see in OTAs, I mean, the Steelers would be 17 and 0. You're not hitting anybody. Everything is perfect. But it's those it's those little things that guys say about other guys, whether they're rookies, second years, leadership positions. When you start hearing that stuff, that's when you know that you have at least the makings of a football team. Then they obviously have to go prove it. But it, until they can prove it on the field, we're hearing those things that you need to hear from from winning teams. Absolutely. I want to talk more about the offense in a little bit, especially with the offensive line. Also, what does the visit of Marcus Golden, an edge rusher, formerly last time with the Arizona Cardinals, what does that mean for Omar Khan's plans and free agency and some secondary talk here? All in the Locked on Steelers podcast. Stick with us. We'll be right there on it. But first, I want to tell you guys about our great sponsors at FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, FanDuel Sportsbook is the number one sportsbook in America. And with the NBA playoffs on fire right now, there's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The NBA Finals are right around the corner. They begin June 1st as of this recording. The Miami Heat still have to play the Celtics. We'll see if they finalize, if they sweep out the Celtics, and we know it's Nuggets Heat. But either way, you can make money on the NBA playoffs and the NBA Finals by going to FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you miss on your first bet and you're a new, you're a new customer, they have what's called the, new, the, no, the No Sweat first bet which gives you up to $1000 back in bonus bets if your if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanduel.com/lockedon and you you can sign up today for your no sweat first bet where you can bet on anything from who scores points, who wins the series, who wins it all right on FanDuel Sportsbook an app that's fake that's safe, secure and super easy to use. Don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1000 back in bonus bets when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com/lockedon to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our discussion here on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jeff, you spoke with Kevin Dotson today, and he's in a peculiar situation because the Steelers brought in Isaac Sumalo, who was just on the Super Bowl uh, the Super Bowl appearing Philadelphia Eagles, NFC champions, who was part of an offensive line that was highly revered. He is highly talented. Jason Kelsey was just on his podcast saying, like, man, the Pittsburgh Steelers got a steal in that guy. And obviously that puts pressure on Kevin Dotson, who, along with Dan Moore Jr., gave up among the most sacks on the Steelers roster last season. What was Kevin Dotson's response when you guys asked him about the pressure of a guy being added to the roster like that? Yeah, and I, I give him a lot of credit because he talked about it. He didn't go hide. He didn't mm-hmm. say no comment. He said, you know, when they signed Herbig, he got a call from from his offensive line coach saying, hey, you may have seen this. Don't worry. We're yeah. bringing him in for depth. Uh, we need, you know, we need a guy that we can plug and play in case of an injury. They signed Samalo. He still hasn't heard from anybody. Hey. Like, they haven't talked to him about his role. They haven't said anything to him. Like they mm. went silent on him. Wow. He walks into OTAs. He still doesn't know what the coaches were saying. He, he told us, you know, that Pat Meyer, he didn't have a, an exit interview with Mike Tomlin because Tomlin's schedule it couldn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had one with Pat Meyer, and they said, hey, you know, you need to 
decrease the penalties, but we like your game. He had no idea that they were going to replace him. And he knows, like, you don't spend that kind of money on a guy that's going to be a bench player. Like, Siamalo's going to start. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's not sure what to do, but he said this. All I can control is what I can control. It's go in there and work hard every day. And if I do that, either this team or some other team will see what I'm doing and I'll get an opportunity. But it's a really tough I, – I mean – it's the human side that it's mm-hmm. easy for us to be very callous about and be GMs and say, Oh, replace this guy or put, well, right. here's a guy who grew up a Steeler fan, got drafted by the Steelers, finally was healthy for a full season, played every snap, seemed like he improved during the year. The line definitely improved during the year, had no idea. And all of a sudden someone's taking your job. Mm. Like that's tough. And I, and I thought he handled it well. And, He's going to be key. I mean, injuries are going to happen. They're not going to have what happened last year when right. nobody got hurt on that O-line. How does he buy into being a swing, uh, what that role is, or does he do well in preseason and he become trade bait for a draft pick? That could be a thing. And, and you know, one, that depth is very important. Like you said, I, I think that – you know, karma works in cycles where like sometimes the Steelers haven't beat up on the offensive line. Maybe this past year was, was some payback just to give them a year where they didn't have to worry about it at all. But that also is going to swing right back. There's going to just be bad luck that comes your way. And it's good to have depth that's ready for that. And Kevin Dotson, yep. I think, definitely fits the bill as a guy who started for them. But I'm sure he's looking at a position, yeah, the next time I step foot on I step foot on a, on a field in a regulation game, I'm looking to prove myself. And I think that that the way that he's at least talking right now right. is the is the approach of a guy it's who a, understands he has to make the best of this next opportunity, which could just make him a better right. player. And Chris, it was a grown man response, which, yeah. I, which again, so, sometimes we don't see. Uh, but he he faced it. He he answered questions about it. I talked to Dan Moore as well, and Moore, you know, Moore understands. You don't draft a, a guy in the first round to sit. I mean, maybe it doesn't happen right at the beginning, although I think we both probably think it will. Um, mm-hmm. But he knows long term that he's not going to be the answer. But he said, like, hey, I'm just going to go in. Uh, he admitted to the, that on Tuesday he was the, the first guy with the, the first left tackle. So he was with the first team. Um, that likely could change, but he's, he's just going to deal with it. Like, hey, there's nothing he can control about it. Uh, he's going to be a good teammate and he's going to come in and work hard. So, you know. It's, I, I think for the fans to know that there's a personal side to this, these guys develop relationships and how the, these things are handled, not just by the staff, but internally is big for a team. And it, it seems like both these guys who could be really bitter and sour and, and skipping voluntary workouts, they both were there, went through all the drills uh, and handled themselves very well. Absolutely. I want to move on real quick to uh, the aspect that uh, was reported. Marcus Golden, edge rusher, most recently with the Cardinals, came in for a visit with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Golden uh, has spent several years with the Cardinals, a little bit of time with the Giants. Um, He's a 32-year-old edge rusher who'd be coming in. Um, and, uh, and, and it, it's a wonder if you're wondering what could he bring to the Steelers? You know, he's six foot three. He's more of an outside linebacker type, uh, that, that, that would fit in there. Less of the defensive end, bigger type of guys like Alex Highsmith. And it makes you wonder, you know, the Steelers have not signed him as the time of this recording. And so it's not official yet. They brought in Quan Alexander recently as well. 
what is their priority in, in, in finalizing this roster? Is it getting another edge depth guy yeah. to go behind these guys so there's less pressure on a Nick Herbig or a Quincy Roche? Or yeah, do they I, go linebacker? And I like those two guys because I, I think there's two guys you can build with. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about a team that got off to a slow start yet last year that is determined not to get off to a slow start this year. Well, how can you do that when you're going to put a, a rookie – or a guy in Roche who you didn't believe in, what, two years ago, and you're yeah. going to put them into key snaps and games because there'll be times when both of those guys at, at certain points will be off the field and you're going to have them come in and sub in. They need to have a veteran. Maybe because Malik Reed didn't work. Maybe because the fact that the one before was a disaster uh, in, in terms of how that that whole meshed together. Yeah, uh, It could be influencing this, but listen. 11 sacks two years ago. Last yeah, year did. wasn't a big year, uh, but the guy can get after the quarterback. I think it's got to be somebody, whether it's him, Justin Houston, uh, whatever name you want to throw out. They've got to have a veteran in there that can play some snaps and most importantly knows their role. Absolutely. And like you said, he had 11 sacks two years ago. He had two and a half last year, but he's a guy that in his career, he's been used to coming off the bench and playing when he had uh, when he had 11 sacks in 2021, he only started five games, but he played in 16. So that this is a guy who was used to that backup role and stepping up when, when needed to be. Uh, and Marcus Golden, I think, is an interesting you know guy that fits into this because, like you said, the disaster that the situation was a few years ago, that was Melvin Ingram. And then bringing right. him in, thinking he was going to be able to fit in, and he said all the right things. And then when he wasn't getting enough playing time, he had a problem with it, and he was he needed to be traded traded away. The Steelers don't want to go through that again. But then again, you look at some of these guys they're talking about, Marcus Golden, 32 years old. You know, is Marcus Golden going to be complaining like that? You mentioned Justin Houston. Justin Houston's 34 years old. He's, you know, Justin Houston's the guy that I think that he's resigned to like, hey, I'm just the guy that's going to be, you know, filing in or f- filling in here. Uh, you know, And he was a backup for the Ravens last year. He only started one game, played in 14. Um, I think that if they can find a veteran in any of these circumstances that fits that role, that would be very key to what they're doing right now. And maybe, Chris, I'm, I'm – keen to Justin Houston because of the Ravens. And I mean, I thought it worked out really well with Chris Wormley uh, and and him coming over from Baltimore. He gets it. He gets what the Steelers want to do. He gets the division. He gets the intensity. And as long as he gets his role and he knows who TJ is, like he's seen him up close. Mm -hmm. He's seen Mm -hmm. Alex up close. Uh, I just think it's, it's a perfect fit. Now, as far as we know, as of, we're talking right now. They have not brought him in, but well, that's a guy. If he stays out there, and they can afford him. I mean, right now the salary cap is anywhere from ten to eleven million under. So, I mean, you could fit into Justin Houston at that price. I mean, that would be that'd be around the range. I think that they still have to sign some of their rookies as far as sure. uh, you know finalizing that. But they have they also have guys that they can. Uh, that they can, you know, work with their contracts, you know, get some of their bigger paying guys and, and create salary cap space with. And Justin Houston, a guy that in four of the last, four, no, excuse me, five of the last six seasons, he's had at least eight sacks. It's ridiculous what he's yeah. been able to do even in his 30s. It's funny, Chris, because a lot of times you say, well, they can just cut Trubisky and save $8 million. 
Well, they're not going to cut they're Trubisky not, now. No, that they're sure, not doing that. that. Sure as heck isn't going to happen. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not going to, nor should it, because that was another thing that Kenny right. Pickett said. He was excited about the quarterback room being back. And he's Trubisky, like, I love these guys. And Trubisky is excited, too. I, and I think he's genuine. Like, he knows his role now. He understands it. And I'm sure in the back of his mind he's thinking, Kenny went down twice with concussion. Like, this is a chance. I, I, I'm still preparing that I could be a starter someday, even in black and gold, but it fit very well for me. Yeah, I mean, you saw it from the time he came in. Like, he meshed with these guys yeah. last year, and, and they liked him. He, he re- reacted well and responded in the community. Like, there was a, a lot of good vibes, and I, I think all of that played in Trubisky's decision to, like, hey, I could try it somewhere else, but this is still a good spot for me, and I'm making some pretty good money. Absolutely. He's going to be making pretty good money as a backup quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and, and again, I think that his presence, you know, this was a guy who didn't mope, didn't complain. He kept right. focused. And when even when after he got benched, he was ready, uh, came in. He didn't have a good game against the Ravens, but was huge for them in the win against the Buccaneers coming into that game. And then for the Panthers, both of those wins needed to get to the nine wins that they got last year to keep the winning, the, 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 no, keep their winning record. And Chris, sorry. Um, you know, NFL.com did a story. They rated the top 100 quarterbacks from last year. Mm-hmm. They rated Trubisky 33rd. Wow. As I go through it, that would mean he was the best backup in the league. Yeah. And if yeah. you start to look at it objectively and you think, okay, who are the other backups in the league? Like, he's pretty elite when it comes to having that type of guy as your backup quarterback. Uh, and and he gets along and it, him, you know, Pickett's – a uh, fiance and his wife are really good friends now. Like, I mean, they, they Steelers are in good shape in that quarterback room. I agree, man. I agree entirely. I want to ask you some questions about the secondary because we have a clip from Demonte KZ from what he when he spoke to us in the locker room uh, this on the first day of OTAs. We'll keep doing that right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. And Chris Carter, he's Jeff Hathorne. We'll be right back. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jeff Hathorne of 93.7 The Fan. Jeff, want to talk to you about the secondary a little bit here because we've talked a lot about how it's going to be made up with Joey Porter Jr. and Patrick Peterson at the cornerback position, but we've all started with the flexibility that's going to be needed. You know, who's going to fit in the slot? Who's going to fit here? And when we talked to DeMonte KZ, I think like a good re-signing by the team to keep him around, he was pretty open about it. Here's DeMonte KZ responding to some of our questions uh, early, earlier on Tuesday. How important is flexibility to you guys, especially this year, being able to fulfill different roles in the secondary? I mean, that's every year, so it ain't, you ain't just looking at one position. You're looking at all types of positions on the football field, especially as a DB. So it's going to be new, new, new everybody. So it's going to be some new looks out there this year. Not new Minka. What's it Not like new work? Minka. You got to let Minka be Minka. <laughs> we don't move him too much. You got to just let him be Minka. Yeah. What is the key to, to working with him and communicating with him to make sure you guys can maximize what you do? Um, it's, it's, it's actually good. You know, this year was the first time I actually did like a, a um, out of the facility workout with Mika, so I see what, what type of stuff he does. So I see why he's he's that type of player. So he's really good, um, good leader, you know. So Mika's gonna be Mika at the end of the day. How much is that? Uh, yeah, it's funny when you see his eyes when he's like, "Right, I got to work out with Mika, and I get it now. <laughs> like, I get why right. he's great." 
I thought that was pretty funny. And by the right. way, if y'all didn't recognize, that was Jeff's voice asking the question. And yours as well. And 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 by the way, it's like you hear the Penguins and they, man, I went worked out with Chris Letang. Damn, like <laughs> that I, guy I'm does good, a lot. I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> uh, but but the point I think we were both making is the communication is mm-hmm. going to be huge back there because there's going to be a lot of different, a lot of different bodies. Uh, some yeah. guys that are going to be in different roles that they either haven't played or haven't played in a while, like getting that communication right away, which is why it was great to see Minka there for the first day of OTAs, even if they're not in live drills, even in some of the drills that they do, uh, for those guys to kind of understand where the other person is, uh, that's going to be critical for this defense. Because you think about Minka from two years ago, like no one's back there that he knows. Yeah, Hay- Hayden's gone. Sutton's yep. gone. Yep. Edmonds is gone. Yep. I mean, Mallette's gone. Like mm-hmm. they, they're just—it's it, just a whole different room for him. And you know, he needs some time to try to figure some of these guys out, and they need to figure him out. They do, and, and I think that that's going to be something huge here. But I think one thing is important is the Steelers have brought in other NFL veterans. They're not just leaving it up to young guys just to figure this out. Yes, they have Joey Porter Jr. in there, but you think about DeMonte KZ and how quickly he worked with Minka. And another thing that he said that I didn't include in that clip was like, you know, last year he came in at the middle of the part of the season and he was excited. And then his first game, Minka was out for the first game that he yeah. played. Uh, and so like, it felt, it felt like they didn't have a chance to really get going together too much. And now they're going to be the group that's back there. But you add in Keanu Neal, you add in uh, you add in Chandon Sullivan at the slot corner position. Right. We talked about Patrick Peterson as a veteran at the corner position. There's going, there's going to be a lot of, I think, expectations for these guys to be flexible, to take on different roles. And KZ said it's no different than last year. But Terrell Austin, the defensive coordinator, the former DB coach of the team, this is a guy who I think when I look at him, they all 22 of the Steelers, they are moving chess pieces all the time. They are trying to confuse you. But to properly confuse quarterbacks while sticking to your details and not giving up the easy big plays because one guy went to the wrong spot at the wrong time, it takes attention to detail, studying, yep. and chemistry to know how to play off of each other in the right moments. And I, I want to see what Keanu Neal is. Yes. Like, is he going to be kind of a hybrid linebacker? I mean, he's a guy who can absolutely run support. He can hit you. Like, mm-hmm. th- there's so many different guys that can move around. And here's one other thing that, that you know well. Like, they've got to work in concert with the middle linebackers. And those yeah. guys are new, too, with the exception of Robinson, although Robinson's not expected to start. So, yeah. Roberts is in there. Holcomb um, will get in there at some point uh, going through drills. Um, but yeah, that's another piece to that puzzle. And, but you know, the one thing that makes those secondary guys better when Watt and Highsmith are playing at a high level. Absolutely. And, and, and being healthy too, at the same time there, because that's another thing that we talked about. And, you know, I I think that's going to be, you know, I talked a little bit to Alex Highsmith about this and I mentioned, you know, like, you know, last year, Nick Fitzpatrick was saying like, this is going to be a top five unit. And, you know, and, and then of course, TJ Watt gets hurt. And then they're, they have to kind of take a step back. But I get the feeling that talking to these guys, they feel the same way. Like this year, like they still have Cam Hayward. They still have Minka Fitzpatrick. They still have TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith. They've reinvested it inside linebacker. DeMarvin Leal is excited to be back in this, this year. Ogan Joby's back this year. They're excited about Keanu Benton. There's a lot of really good pieces here that I think – veterans that you know and you trust but also new exciting pieces that can fit into the puzzle and if it fits the right way 
maybe they are a, one of the one of the best defenses again in the NFL this year. And again, with what we're talking about, just making improvements on offense plus that, I I get why this team feels really excited right now about what they've got in this locker room. I mean, the AFC is so good. Yes, I think if this if if it were a downtime where the AFC were just average, I think a lot of people would be talking a lot higher of the Steelers. But it's become because there's that guy in Kansas City who's really damn good. There's that guy in Buffalo who's really good. And oh, by the way, a Hall of Famer just went to the Jets. Yeah. Miami, you don't know about. Lamar right. Jackson is back, happy with a new contract. What is Deshaun Watson? And Joe Cool is pretty good too. And yeah, you know, we, we, we haven't even mentioned a, a few of the teams down south that we really don't know what they're gonna be this year. Is Trevor Lawrence gonna kind of pick right. up where, where he left off? Is Tennessee gonna bounce back after a down year last year? I mean and, and what if the Colts get quarterback play? I mean, it, it's awesome. But I think the Steelers are, are in the mix. The last two years, I think it was more living on their reputation. I think this year, this is a legitimate playoff team. How far they can go is going to be how some of these questions are answered. But uh, if, you do, if you're thinking postseason or looking at teams in the postseason, you don't include the Steelers, uh, you're not looking right because this is a team that absolutely has playoff potential and a playoff roster. I agree entirely. We'll see how they continue their their OTAs. Jeff Hathen will be there. I'll be there, uh, just co- covering it, getting getting uh, getting talking to players, seeing how things are playing out. That starts well, that that continues Wednesday as day two continues here. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Doing so from PNC Park. Jeez, yeah. And, you, and, and by the way, the sun comes out for us right now. So right. I mean, the the sun has a clue. They know they want to be. If you want to be illuminated on Steelers talk. It's locked on Steelers. Absolutely. We thank you so much. Let people know they can Thanks, find Chris. you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, you can, you can find me at 937thefan.com, all of our stories with Josh Roundtree, and you can get uh, me on Twitter at Jay Hathorne, only if it's nice, though. Only if it's nice. You can find me, Chris Carter, at Carter Critiques uh, on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, where I cover Pitt Athletics and do the North Shore Drive podcast. You can also check me out here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast Monday through Friday, bringing, bringing you the Pittsburgh Steelers talk every single day. Donate to a Cystic Fibrosis Foundation campaign. You've got the QR code on screen, and there's a, there's a link in the description if you want to donate to our campaign. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers, talking about OTAs and how things are going. We'll see you then.